0: Summer's almost here. Yay, right? So when's the last time you tried on your swimsuits and summer clothes? If you could get back into summer shape in one visit, would you do it? Here's Dr. Brian Strand for Sonobello to explain.
1: It really is quite remarkable. Sonobello doctors use a technology called micro laser fat removal, and the results are amazing. We customize your procedure to accomplish your goals. Just share with us the problem areas where you'd like the fat in inches removed. And in one visit, they're gone. Permanently. I can't tell you how often I hear clients say how many years they've been trying to diet and exercise those inches away. And we did it in one comfortable visit.
0: It's time to get your summer on. Visit any of our Sonabella locations across the U.S. And right now, you can save $250 visit sonobello.com slash save. sonobello.com slash save. That's sonobello.com slash save.
2: Whether you need to restock the fridge or just have a sudden, intense craving for cheese puffs, Kroger Delivery will get you just what you need in as little as 30 minutes. From groceries to household items, Kroger delivers right to your door. So don't let one major craving have you reaching for your car keys. Open the Kroger app and start your cart, whatever the cart. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Delivery time's not guaranteed. Restrictions may apply. See site for details.
3: You're listening to Rob McConnell in the X-Zone on the Talkstar Radio Network. Visit us online at www.xzoneradio.com. Fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome to the x One, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell, and we're coming to you live and around the world on the Talk Star Radio Network from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. It is Friday, May the 28th, I believe. Are we at the 28th or the 29th today? I keep on forgetting which blooming day it is. 29th, thanks very much. Uh, it is May Friday, May the 29th. And we're coming to you live and around the world from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. If you'd like to give us a call, our toll-free number is 1-877-5288255. That's toll-free throughout the US, Canada, Alaska, and Hawaii. On MSN Messenger, talkstarradio at hotmail.com. Our email address is xzone at talkstarradio.com. Our websites ww.exoneradio.com and xzone TV.com. On tonight's show, I'm going to be speaking to Maureen Santora in hour number two. She is the mother of a New York City firefighter who died on 9 11, and she has written two books The Day the Towers Fell and My Son Christopher. Hour number three, John Vasquez is going to join me to talk about an alien abduction incident at Fort Benning, Georgia. That's in hour number three. Hour number four, Robert Lee Camp will be joining us, and we're going to be talking about. Love. That's right. He's going to do your cards for love here on the XO Nation. And all you'll have to do to get your cards read by Robert and find out all about your love life is dial one eight seven seven five two eight eight two five five. 528 8255 However, in the first hour, I'm going to be playing the audio track to a very interesting DVD that has been out for a number of years now. I like playing this once a year because it raises questions into... Did the United States of America actually go to the moon, land on the moon, or was it all a big production like in the um, TV and film Capricorn One? The DVD is entitled, The Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Moon, The Greatest Government Cover-Up of All Time. Surrounding the Earth, beginning at an altitude of 1,000 miles and extending an additional 25,000 miles, Lie lethal bands of radium called the Van Allen radiation belts. Every man's space mission in history, including Mercury, Gemini, Soyuz, Skylab, and the Space Shuttle, has well been has well been below this deadly radiation field, all except Apollo. Recently uncovered footage of the crew of Apollo eleven staging part of their mission proves that the astronauts never made it beyond Earth orbit. The goal was to fool the Soviet Union about U.S. strategic capability during the height of the Cold War. Deceit, greed, and injustice. A sad thing happened on the way to the moon, and the truth will astound you. A funny thing happened on the way to the moon. Their website is www.moonmovie.com That's what we're going to be talking about this first hour here on the X-Zone. Today is... Friday, May the 29th, and on this date in history in 1848, Wisconsin all by itself became the 30th state in the U.S. In 1961, the very first food stamps were issued by the U.S. government, and on this date in 1968, the Truth in Lending Act was signed. Today is, uh, wow, already it's the last Friday in May, what a blur. Uh, Noel Gallagher, Melissa Etheridge, Annette Benning, Latoya Jackson, and composer Danny Elfman all celebrate their birthdays today. And to all the members of the EXONation Nation celebrating their birthdays today, to you, from Alec at Master Control in uh, Titusville, Florida, and myself, my wife, who's the executive producer of the show, our daughter Stephanie, who is our segment producer, and all the millions of Exo Nation listeners around the world, a very happy birthday to you. It is Friday night. I hope everyone has a super safe weekend. And when we come back from this two-minute commercial break, we are going right to a funny thing happened on the way to the moon, the greatest cover-up of all time. My name's Rob McConnell, and this is The Zone, a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard on the Talk sterile Radio Network. Don't go away. We'll be back in two minutes. Doctor's power and his ancient tribal ways cruelly collide with the force and authority of modern Africa. Africa is viewed through myriad eyes. You will never forget these characters. A young girl forced to endure a painful, cruel, and antiquated tribal custom. The sole survivor of a vicious tribal massacre. A nun who endures physical assault that compels her to question her faith. A deprived, disadvantaged schoolgirl who is infected with HIV the translucent soul of a murdered friend. Welcome to Africa's Unfinished Symphony. While the tale of South Africa in the wake of World War II is riveting, violent, and cruel, it is also brimming with stories of kindness, compassion, and courage. Africa's Unfinished Symphony highlights commanding characters who not only bring haunting racial clashes to life, but also convey the intense conflicts that existed between archaic customs and modern influences you will be captivated as you follow the convoluted path of Farida, of the ancients battling to become Bertha of the modern world. But are the outcomes of her struggle the best results for her and her beloved Africa? Africa's unfinished symphony will immerse you in historic African themes that will jolt you out of complacency and into compassion. For more information on how you can get your very own copy of Africa's Unfinished Symphony visit www.luciaman.com. That's www.luciamann.com that's www.luciaman.com. n.com
4: Since the beginning of recorded history, the human race has been at war. First with members of their own family, then their fellow countrymen, and finally nations at large. Yet perhaps the starting ground for all these conflicts lays somewhere deeper within the very character of the human condition, in the dark, untouchable crevices of the human heart. It is said that the first iniquity of free will began even before the maiden pilgrimage from the embryo preceding the very creation of the earth itself in the forelife of souls in the heavenly realms. The dawn of warfare some believe was initiated by a fallen angel whose trespass against God was pride. In ancient Babylonia, in an age so long ago that the exact millennium remains in question, the Tower of Babel began construction. It was to be the single greatest achievement of the human race. A tower so tall, that its summit would reach the heavens, and by it, prove to the world that their race was superior. It would be God's irony that it would never be finished. Time passed, nations fell, a machine age emerged, and once again the ingenuity of the species, which held dominion over all others, unveiled what was the most monumental accomplishment ever imagined, the largest machine yet constructed. An automation so mammoth and so revered, even before its first demonstration that its only befitting name was Titanic. On April 10th, 1912 it set sail. It was boasted to be the ship that God himself could not sink. It would be God's irony that the very element that was meant to keep it afloat would cause it to sink, water, frozen water, in the form of an iceberg not even one voyage did it complete and then the next age embarked into the annals of human history perhaps the last age the space age competition for victor was unparalleled powerful nations spent billions in unabashed rivalry to outdo the other the soviet union launched the first orbiting satellite the first animal the first man they had loved 500% more hours in space than the United States, and in June of 1969, they launched an unmanned probe to the moon to retrieve the first soil sample from another world, just one month before Apollo 11. That's how close the race was. Had their unmanned probe not crash-landed into the lunar surface, the first moon rock brought back to Earth would have been by the Soviet Union. Richard Nixon, President at the time, had this to say about the latest work of the human hand. It is the greatest week since creation. The greatest event since the laying of the foundation of the seas, since the origin of the universe itself, since the design and formation of the delicate human eye through which all these things are perceived, was a flying machine with its two passengers landing on its closest celestial neighbor and returning from where it came. Perhaps, again, God's irony lies somewhere within this great boast of humankind. The building of the tallest tower for the sole purpose of standing out among the races was never finished. The machine that was so great that it was said to be untouchable by even God never completed its first voyage. And finally, the crowning achievement of humankind, the greatest boast of the species, the event in human history most associated with pride in our own accomplishments, landing on the moon. Twenty years later, and years behind schedule, the same space program couldn't put into Earth orbit a telescope with a lens that focused. And yet two decades earlier, a mission 100 times more complicated worked on its first occasion. With close scrutiny of the motives of the zealous Nixon administration, a critical examination of the entirely government-controlled press coverage and newly discovered footage of the crew of Apollo 11 staging part of their mission, we wish to detail what may come to be the greatest government conspiracy of all time. A funny thing happened on the way to the moon.
0: Goodbye, and away we'll fly Destination moon We'll travel fast as light Till we're out of sight The earth will be like a toy balloon What a thrill you'll get riding On my jet Destination moon We'll go up, 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 up Straight to the moon, we too Supersonic honeymoon Leave your cares below Pull the switch, let's go A destination move
5: in relation to the Russians, and do you think we can ever catch up? Mm -hmm. I'm convinced that in the space field, the Russians are ahead of us, particularly in uh, large weightlifting capability, and uh, that at the moment the problem is not so much to catch up, but first build up the working speed that they have already demonstrated. After we are running as fast as they do, there's still a considerable gap to close, and only uh, the future will tell whether we'll manage to close that gap. We cannot and will not ever get into this race as we should, so long as all of our objectives are short-term objectives. We've got to have no finite end to our objective. The end of our objective should be as far as we can see at any given time, but right now we need a 10 to 12 year program that has as its ultimate goal the man domination of space. And if we don't, we're gonna be in trouble. I believe that this nation should commit itself to achieving the goal before this decade is out of landing a man on the moon and returning him safely to the earth. We must assure our preeminence in the peaceful exploration of outer space, focusing on an expedition to the moon in this decade. T minus 60 seconds and counting. We passed T minus 60. 55 seconds and counting. Neil Armstrong reported back when he received the good wishes. Thank you very much. We know it will be a good flight. Good luck and Godspeed. 40 seconds away from the Apollo 11 liftoff. All the second stage tanks now pressurized. 35 seconds and counting. We are still go with Apollo 11. 30 seconds and counting. Astronauts report it feels good. T minus 25 seconds. 20 seconds and counting. T minus 15 seconds, guidance is internal. 12, 11, 9. Ignition sequence start, six.
4: Notes to the citizenry, high above the Earth, beginning at an altitude of 1,000 miles and extending an additional 25,000 miles, lay lethal bands of radiation called the Van Allen radiation belts. Every space mission in history with humans on board, from both the United States and Soviet Union, from the first in 1961 to the present, has been well below this deadly radiation field. Mercury, Gemini, Soyuz, Skylab, The space shuttle, all maintained altitudes well below 1,000 miles, all except Apollo.
3: We're going to hold it there, and uh, we'll be back with more of A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Moon, the greatest government cover-up of all time. It's available at www.moonmovie.com. That's www.moonmovie.com. My name is Rob McConnell, and this is the X Zone, live and around the world on the Talk Star Radio Network from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. And we'll be back after this news break as we continue once again with a funny thing happened on the way to the moon, the greatest government cover up of all time. We'll be back after the news. Don't go away. You can't touch this. You can't touch this. This is a really scary
1: question. Is your home mortgage payment about to double? Did you get one of those teaser rate home mortgages several years ago? Is your short-term fixed-rate home mortgage loan getting ready to adjust automatically? Then, your friends in the money business, Prime Pacific Capital, say you do need to listen to this. Lending companies nationwide are rapidly changing their approval guidelines. Prime Pacific Capital is a nationwide broker that will work hard to get you into a solid long-term fixed-rate mortgage. Call Prime Pacific Capital for a free loan consultation before your loan converts to an adjustable rate and your payments double. Don't delay. We specialize in all credit grades. Pick up the phone today and call 1-866-464-1800. Talk to a Prime Pacific Capital Loan Specialist. Call 1-866-464-1800. 1-866-464-1800.
3: Douglas James Cottrell, who has been called Canada's Edgar Cayce, has just made available his latest CD, Douglas Cottrell 2012 Earth Changes, the first CD in the 2012 Prophecy Series. This session features information gathered from the Akashic Records in a deep trance meditation session by Douglas James Cottrell in March of 2009. In this session, Douglas explains changes that have taken place in the Earth's core, changes to the Earth's poles, and the real reason why the polar caps Are melting. Douglas also elaborates on increased volcanic and earthquake activity between now and 2012, including what, where, and when. To order your copy of Douglas Cottrell 2012 Earth Changes, visit his website at douglasjamescottrell.com or call toll free 877 C O T T R E L. doctor's power and his ancient tribal ways cruelly collide with the force and authority of modern Africa. Africa is viewed through myriad eyes. You will never forget these characters. A young girl forced to endure a painful, cruel, and antiquated tribal custom. The sole survivor of a vicious tribal massacre. A nun who endures physical assault that compels her to question her faith. A deprived, disadvantaged schoolgirl who is infected with HIV the translucent soul of a murdered friend. Welcome to Africa's Unfinished Symphony. While the tale of South Africa in the wake of World War II is riveting, violent, and cruel, it is also brimming with stories of kindness, compassion, and courage. Africa's Unfinished Symphony highlights commanding characters who not only bring haunting racial clashes to life, but also convey the intense conflicts that existed between archaic customs and modern influences you will be captivated as you follow the convoluted path of Farida, of the ancients battling to become Bertha of the modern world. But are the outcomes of her struggle the best results for her and her beloved Africa? Africa's unfinished symphony will immerse you in historic African themes that will jolt you out of complacency and into compassion. For more information on how you can get your very own copy of Africa's Unfinished Symphony, visit www.luciaman.com. That's www.luciaman.com. You're listening to Rob McConnell in the X-Zone on the Talk Star Radio Network. Visit us online at www.xzoneradio.com. X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. More
4: experienced Soviets spent 100 hours in space for every 20 hours of the U.S. In order to survive the hour and a half journey through this radiation field necessary to reach the moon and return, solid lead shielding between the astronauts and the exposure outside would be required. The mammoth Saturn V rocket used by Apollo was already 35 stories tall and weighed as much as a battleship. To add additional tonnage in the form of a lead barrier completely surrounding the crew members would have made it impossible for the vehicle to get off the ground. That is why the Soviets, though more advanced, only sent an unmanned probe to the moon. The Apollo spacecraft's narrowest shielding was less than one-eighth of an inch of light aluminum. In 1998 the Space Shuttle flew to an altitude of 350 miles, one of its highest altitudes ever. Hundreds of miles below the beginning of a field of radiation that was so severe that the astronauts inside of their shielded spacecraft and inside of their shielded space saw flashes of light with their eyes shut that they described as shooting stars, Due to radiation penetrating first the shuttle's shielding, then their spacesuit shielding, then their skulls, and finally the retinas of their closed eyes. As a result, CNN issued the following report noting NASA's unpredicted surprise The radiation belt surrounding Earth may be more dangerous for spacewalking astronauts than previously believed. Scientists say the phenomena known as the Van Allen belts can spawn killer electrons when the Earth's magnetic field changes. These electrons that are being studied could have an important effect not only on satellites, which has happened in the past, but could also affect the astronauts by creating large doses of radiation that could influence their health. The electrons can penetrate through various materials, including spacesuits, and can pass through, in fact, the walls of the space station, and can create high charges deep inside of these objects. President Kennedy, a man of political, not scientific background, set the irrevocable goal of landing a man on the moon by the end of the 1960s, just days after America's first astronaut had spent a mere 16 minutes in space, not even achieving a single orbit around the Earth.
5: We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other things, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. We take an additional risk by making it in full view of the world. But as shown by the feet of astronaut Shepard, this very risk enhances our stature when we are successful.
4: The technology necessary to launch the massive Saturn V rocket and an intercontinental ballistic missile is 95% similar. When the Soviet Union launched mankind's first satellite, Sputnik, in 1957, there was grave concern that they had mastered space ahead of the United States and might use this advantage to launch a first nuclear strike from an orbit high above North America. When they also put the first animal in space, then the first man in space, then achieved the first spacewalk, the first crew of three, and the first ever of two simultaneously orbiting spacecrafts. Concern turned to fear, and then horror, as America watched their communist enemy achieve all these firsts with no hope in sight of ever catching up.
5: President, President uh, a member of Congress said today that he was tired of being saying the United States second to Russia in the space field. I suppose he speaks to a lot of others. What is the prospect that we will catch up with Russia and perhaps surpass Russia in this field? However tired anybody may be, and uh, no one is more tired than uh, uh, than I am, uh, it is a fact that it uh, uh, it's going to take some time, and I think we have to recognize it. They secured these large boosters, which have led to their being first in Sputnik and led to their first... Uh, putting their man in space. We are, I hope, uh, going to be able to uh, carry out our efforts with due regard to the problem of uh, the life of the man involved uh, this year, but uh, we are behind.
4: If it was impossible to better the Soviets in the space race, which was really a race of technological armaments, what could be done? How could America offset the threat of superior weaponry? Throughout the history of rivalry and war, astute generals of lesser armies than their counterparts have used deceit and misinformation as a method to achieve victory. In World War II, for example, columns of inflatable tanks were placed at locations afar from Normandy to draw German forces away from the real location of invasion. The Star Wars Missile Defense Program rigged tests to make it seem more advanced than it really was. That's the conclusion of the General Accounting Office. The aim was to fool the Soviet Union about US military readiness during the Cold War. Certainly, it was not possible to fool just the Soviets about US strategic capability in the 1960s while somehow informing 200 million Americans of the truth secretly. In order for them to believe the United States had the capability to go to the moon, Everyone would have to believe it. Furthermore, the pride of a nation was at stake, and the goal of a martyr, not to mention the growing unrest domestically of a government throwing tens of thousands of lives away in a foreign war riddled with contradiction and ambiguity. In addition, the Apollo program had already spent billions of dollars. If it failed to achieve its goal with such an investment, it would indeed be a large and bitter pill for the taxpayers to swallow. The cost of the program, whose sole goal was to be the first to plant a flag on the lifeless rock just outside the Earth, if adjusted for inflation to the 21st century, was $135 billion. With a profit margin of just 7%, this would be equal to over $9 billion profit going to the privileged contractors chosen by their friends at NASA. If the machinery was in fact only achieving Earth orbit, as other earlier missions had already done, then the completion and functionality of the other components would not have been as important, and even more profit would have been made. $135 billion could feed 2 million people for their entire lives. It could also buy 2 million two-bedroom houses. Yet how could such an undertaking be kept sacred, and for such a long time? To the latter, one needs only to remember that an unsolved riddle, six years older, the assassination of President Kennedy, still daunts the minds of the vast majority of Americans. As a parent of a conspiracy, as his assassin being assassinated himself, the truth of the matter has still escaped history. In keeping a secret of the magnitude of the Apollo missions being fraudulently created, one turns to the Manhattan Project for comparison. Surreptitiously building the first nuclear bomb during the early to mid-1940s involved 129,500 people over a three-year period. Yet the secret did not get out. A quarter century later, the art and technology of espionage inevitably improved, narrowing dramatically the number of players in the know of a large clandestine operation. Just one year before the first mission to the moon, NASA launched the Tetra satellite, specifically designed to simulate flight data coming from the moon, so that the ground crews could rehearse the landing, much as the astronauts did in their own simulations. Had it not supposedly fallen back to Earth, all that would have been needed during the actual flight would be a repeat of one of these computer programs, with a few original variations, transmitted to the satellite for rebroadcast to Houston, scores of computers and their deceived operators on the ground would then receive prearranged information, including the alleged location, altitude and fuel consumption of the spacecraft, as if it were descending to the moon's surface. If the Soviets tried to find the actual location of an Apollo crew in the hundreds of thousands of miles surrounding the Earth and the moon, it would be tantamount to trying to find a rowboat in the Atlantic Ocean. The fact that the Apollo program was so departmentalized with various construction and test sites around the country meant that only a few people saw the whole picture. And for the first time ever, there was no independent press coverage of such an historical event. Whatever pictures and sound were distributed to the public was strictly controlled and previewed by the federal government. They were then disseminated unchecked until this hour. For who would realize that the unthinkable was not only possible, but absolutely true? And what are the photographs? What do they tell us? On three separate occasions, our office asked NASA's public relations department for every single picture of an astronaut on the surface of the moon, just during the maiden voyage of Apollo 11. Many duplicates were sent. In all, fewer than 20 pictures were found, including first-hand investigation on-site at the agency's vaulted archives. Quite surprising considering the historical significance of the event. These very photographs are the same ones circulated year after year on anniversary commemorations. It is estimated that in just the first 60 minutes on the moon, motivated by the tenuous nature of the circumstances, many more exposures could have been expediently taken. Also surprising is the scarcity of photographs of the mission's chief pioneer, Neil Armstrong the greatest achievement in human history and of the man whose first step echoed around the world, dawning a new age of scientific enlightenment, there is only one full-body picture of him on the moon besides this ghostly reflection, this one, taken by an automatic camera mounted on the side of the lunar module. Perhaps he feared liability should the whole conundrum later become unravelled. Perhaps he has forgotten that he had to the authenticity of the event with his signature on this plaque engraved by the federal government. In fact, in the more than 30 years since the event, aside from NASA's initial press conference and the occasional brief anniversary remarks where few questions were permitted, he has never given one on-camera interview to anyone ever. From an analytical standpoint, photographic anomalies have to be sought out with an understanding of lighting and shadows. The most straightforward is simple. When objects are lit solely by the sun, as all the scenes on the moon were said to be, after all, lighting equipment was not only impractical, it was unnecessary in bright sunlight, then all shadows, regardless of the landscape, will run parallel with one another and never intersect, as shown by this example. In these seldom seen photographs, obtained from a rarely used auxiliary NASA archival site, it is clear that these scenes were lit with artificial light. These shadows, which are cast at different angles, are evidence that a second light source is being used. In addition, the sun would not cause an isolated hotspot like this, only an artificial light would. Again, intersecting shadows and another hotspot And again. And again. It is simply impossible for this picture to have been taken with sunlight on the moon. Here, the shadows are shown to be as black as pitch. And yet here, completely in a shadow, the astronaut is lit up like a Christmas tree. How can this be? Or this, on the shadow side of the lunar module. In this magnification of an Apollo photograph, a rock, very likely a paper mache prop because of the crease here, is categorized with the letter C. In later releases of the same picture, the letter is gone, probably airbrushed out. Here, a crosshair, which was burned directly into the image from the film plate and thus should always appear on top of the objects in the photograph, appears behind the object in this scene clearly revealing a composite of two pictures into one. Someone apparently forgot to create a burn crater underneath the Lunar Module's 10,000-pound thrust engine, despite the fact that during ground tests, there was a real concern for the vehicle falling into the hole the engine created as it descended. Here is a Norman Rockwell depiction, drawn just two years earlier, based on the latest specifications and scientific data. In these enlargements, it looks as though the lunar module was simply placed there, not even one speck of moon dust on the landing pod. As a result, all subsequent flights had to have the same discrepancy, which was explained away by the effect of no atmosphere. And what about stars? On the moon with no atmosphere, they must have been quite a sight to behold, yet there is seldom any mention of them, if ever, by any of the astronauts on any of the missions. Undoubtedly creating a mural with all the constellations properly placed in the sky would have been virtually impossible to create accurately, much less realistically. A competent amateur astronomer would have been able to call attention to the slightest error in measurement. The answer, not to talk about the stars, ever. In their post-flight press conference, it was the only question to which Neil Armstrong responded with an absence of memory. When you looked up at the sky, could you actually see the stars and the solar corona in spite of the glare?
5: We were never able to see stars from the lunar surface or on the daylight side of the moon by eye without looking through the optics. Uh, I don't recall during the period of time that we were photographing the solar corona what uh, what stars we could see. I don't remember seeing any.
3: And I'm going to hold it right there. We'll be back to A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Moon, the greatest government cover-up of all time on the other side of this break. To get your copy of A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Moon, the greatest government cover-up of all time, www.movie.com moonmovie.com that's moonmovie.com my name's Rob McConnell, this is the Exon live and around the world right here on the Talkstar Radio Network Don't there's
1: a new kind of television station that presents movies without commercial interruption that you can watch without any sort of subscription fee, find out online at whitesprings.tv the people who bring you Talkstar Radio have a television network you can watch for free on the internet, direct from space on your own small dish and receiver, or on a growing number of TV stations and cable systems across America. White Springs TV presents a great mix of movie greats, and not-so-greats, as well as more recent family-friendly titles. The movies are commercial free. Between the movies are cartoons, soundies, previews, classic TV, and two-wheelers. Go to whitesprings.tv That's www.whitesprings.tv TV, A service of White Springs Media,
3: a new kind of commercial-free movie channel you can watch for free. Are you getting tired of all the bad news? Well, then take a break from the worries of the world and play the love game. It's time to focus on what is really important in our lives, our relationships. You deserve more love, happiness, and harmony in your life. Synchro Hearts is the new hot relationship game that guarantees more love, laughter and romance for you and your partner. It's not a sex game, it's a love game based on all the important relationship stuff like better communication, more intimacy and lots of fun and excitement. Great intimacy is just one of the benefits of playing Synchro Hearts. Now President Obama inspires hope, love and peace for the world. Synchro Hearts offers more hope, love and harmony for relationships. To order your very own edition of Synchro Hearts, visit Synchro Hearts' website now at www.synchrohearts.com. That's www.synchrohearts.com. Synchro Hearts, it's the game you love to play and play to love. Rob McConnell here, presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jennings, author of a fascinating book, Amen. After the worship of many gods, they conceived the belief in one universal God, the maker of all there is. For more information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com That's www.futureofgodamen.com
2: I'm William S. Peckham. If you enjoy a good mystery with a touch of the paranormal, then you'll love my novel From Out of the Woodwork. It's the story of a young Toronto contractor, Sean Kennedy, who buys derelict homes, guts them and turns them into multifamily dwellings. Slums just waiting to happen. When Sean buys 29 livery lane, the house fights back. Former owners unexpectedly come out of the woodwork as he starts the destruction. The apparitions come to him when he touches old books, reads hidden letters, rummages through old boxes,
4: would remember seeing the elusive stars and wrote about them in Expeditions to the Moon. It seems his memory improved the older he got. Why don't stars appear in any of the photographs? Simply because the proper, mostly closed exposure setting for the camera's iris, set that way to compensate for the bright sunlight on the moon's surface, completely diminished the faintness of relatively distant specks of diminutive light. This answer is true. It does not, however, explain why they never took any pictures of the stars by themselves, with an exposure setting perfect for them. While they took three automobiles to the moon, they never took a photographic telescope. Had they done so, they would have been able to see farther into the universe than had ever before been realized. If they had taken a telescope and were not actually on the moon, they would have had to concoct undiscovered galaxies that might one day Proved to be non existent. The cost of the three moon rovers in 21st century currency nearly 60 million dollars each. Though they had fewer parts than a jeep, where was all this money going? Then there's the flag, blowing in the wind at least twice on the atmosphereless moon we can only guess that most of the missions were staged inside for fear of possible aerial or satellite reconnaissance from an unfriendly nation. The backpacks designed for one sixth gravity must have had the cooling systems removed to allow for movement without falling over. With very near and hot studio lighting, that left one hot astronaut inside. Assuming that it was the astronauts inside after all, their faces were always covered. The necessary mammoth amounts of air conditioning were probably responsible for the air current. Here the editor cuts to a still shot of the flag just as the effect becomes noticeable. Here it is unchecked. This rare clip, attained decades ago, was never re-released with the inevitable increase in experience and scrutiny. To demonstrate one-sixth gravity, a bouncy, floaty feel to the astronauts' movements would be similarly achieved with relative simplicity. Slow motion. You are viewing the scenes as they aired more than 30 years ago. Now let's look at them with the speed doubled. It becomes discernible that they are, in fact, in Earth's gravity and are no more leaving the ground than they would on Earth. It is clear from these rarely seen color television pictures that the crew of Apollo 11 brought a high-resolution color video camera with them on their mission. Yet the only pictures broadcast live from the moon's surface were these from a low-definition black-and-white camera. In fact, the networks complained because in addition to this, they were forced to shoot the images second-generation, off of a projection TV of the technology of 30 years ago, and we not even allowed to...
3: Take there we go. A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Moon, the greatest government cover-up of all time. To get your full-length copy of this DVD that makes one think, and the photographs and the photography and the film in this DVD are, are just incredible. To get your copy of a funny thing that A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Moon, the greatest government cover-up of all time, go to www.movie... Let me try this again. www.moonmovie.com. That's www.moonmovie.com. Bart Shabrell, the producer and the creator of this movie, has been on the show a number of times. And you know what? I've seen this movie at least 40 times. And each time I see it, it raises more questions about the validity of the lunar missions. Next week, we're going to be doing a complete hour on, is it possible that the United States of America has perpetrated one of the greatest hoaxes of all times? Claiming to have put men on the moon. My name is Robin Connell, This is the x When We come back from the news on the other side. At six and a half minutes past, Maureen Santora is going to be joining us. She's the author of The Day the Towers Fell, Mother of a New York Firefighter Who Died on 9-11. I'll be back on the other side as we continue right here on Talk